May 7th is going to be 2022's free comic book day, and it always will be. It is mid-morning over a pitiful breakfast, and May 7th is also becoming the day after George Perez closed his eyes to breathe his last. Despite the fact that George Perez's passing would hurt one day, I don't believe any of us, his fans, thought it could happen someday, much less in time for free comic book day. In memoriam, May 6th will forever be my personal memorial day for creatives and comics. One of the reasons I wanted to have these Thank You George episodes out before Perez left us is because I had hoped I would be able to metabolize something very personal about my collection in general. Let me explain a few things so that I can bury the point home. First, there are three kinds of fans. Number one. There are saccharine comic book speculators who think they are legit collectors called fanboys. Number two, there are comic book movie fanatics who think all of the material they watch is focus grouped out of thin air by Mega Movie Messiah at Hall H in San Diego Comic Con. And number three, there are comic book enthusiasts who either curate a collection of an art form called comics and or otherwise commiserate with other true believers via cosplay. Second, I'm not doing any gatekeeping here. Even if you believe yourself to be a fanboy or a movie fanatic, I believe that there is a true believer waiting inside of you to read read and enjoy a George Perez comic because the world wouldn't have fanboys or movie fanatics without him either. He never worked on any of his original characters for the same length of time that he did on the intellectual property of other companies. All of his work was for every kind of fan regardless of any of these three categories. How do I know this? Look for pictures of George Perez and group photos of cosplayers. My favorites are from Dragon Con who always have a parade in downtown Atlanta over Labor Day weekend. Third, George Perez built his comics up from the depths of autobiographical places with other writers who generally were or could have been editors. A savvy insurance policy of sorts to help him stay on track with the intellectual property of the House of Big Ideas or the Distinguished Competition. Fourth, George Perez grew up in a time in comics where adventure strips were a thing in newspapers. Pencilers, inkers, writers, colorists, and letterers in comic books were in the same boat as the folks over at the syndicates for newspapers. Plus or minus health insurance or royalties, Cartoonists in both magazines and strips could build an audience, but had no union, as long as they made their editors happy, regardless if your market was in newspapers, the newsstand, or direct. What George didn't have to worry about when he broke in was military service or Senate hearings invading his profession like the generation of creatives ahead of him. Any and every kind of fan was his to reach as long as he could have enough paper to unwind a story and and an editor who could sell it. Where some gag strip cartoonists were still doing chalk talks, superhero creatives would have comic conventions. Now, a chalk talk is a vaudeville act held over from the jazz age and kept alive in carnivals. It's where a cartoonist entertains an entire auditorium full of people with a chalkboard and, and a speech. Limited, of course, to certain bouts of audience participation. I saw a chalk talk once in 86 or 87 where the individual was using glow-in-the-dark chalk to close out their one-man show. 
It was very intimate and evocative. I couldn't watch anyone else but what was happening on stage. The room was dark, and all I could see was the message they were communicating. Despite this intimacy on the stage, comic conventions, or all those printed pages, begin to pay off. All of those magazines, which which are read intimately by the audience, act as messages in a bottle to the creatives involved. Prez knew this, and he knew that the kids would help him out as long as those pages carried a beautiful message. Now, here's the point I promised earlier. For every dollar Hollywood spends on market research at Hall H in San Diego every July, there's a company-wide event at either Marvel or DC that some movie studio is trying to poach. Not only was George Perez an artist on Infinity Gauntlet, which would later become Marvel Cinematic Universe's Infinity Saga, but his group compositions are distinctive in the same way one can tell Mike Mignola influenced Guillermo del Toro in The Shape of Water, or the specific mythological motifs that Jack Kirby used in his fourth world work. As an inside, I defy anyone who tells me different that the sexual tension between Black Widow and Captain America and all the Russo Brothers movies was not inspired by the scenes Carol Danvers and Steve Rogers shared in and only in both of George Perez's runs on the Avengers. Where George renders scenes with Carol and Steve as respectively cat and mouse, ScarJo's performance seems to be platonic enough until Black Widow's feet end up on the dash or offer him food. And ladies, don't put their feet up or cook for just anyone. Not only this... But for my speculative fanboys, Perez kept the JLA Avengers loophole in every contract he had with any company for 17, 19 years, give or take. When trends arose and fell, he kept that clause like a promissory note, regardless of when his health began to fail. Despite these massive contributions to collaborations that have set standards yet to be succeeded, George could render in realistic nuance the things that cartoonists could do in gag strips. Whether it was Iron Man recognizing Carol Danvers' alcoholism or Diana's lust result when petitioning the gods, George would never draw the same emotion twice, thereby showing the progression and the complexity of an emotion behind one scene. George also made sure to demonstrate accurate representation of any, of any person, so that people who knew what they were reading would see these sensitive topics rendered with an eye towards respective respectful clarity how do i know this artists keep what is called a morgue on hand a morgue is a file that has enough reference material to render any possible situation accurately if done right an artist's morgue looks like a place where personal libraries have gone to die categorically a a cartoonist whether they are an artist or a writer will always keep a morgue of information that will help them render a scene rooted in reality. Actors are the only other profession I th- that I think can be compared to the cartoonist in this regard because the degree with which one has to bury themselves methodically in drawing some scene is immersive. Maybe this is why Americana finds solace in comics and theater with our blue-collar roots and vaudeville and carnival acts. Everything is manipulated to get to th- everything is manipulated to get to the truth. When I saw George Perez at Dragon Con in 2016, he told stories about how he approached Wonder Woman using anecdotes from meeting people in his travels. 
Anecdotes like these are kept in a morgue too. Usually they're like Captain Miller's wife's roses. But for true believers, cartoonists will probably slip the secret as long as everyone in the audience stays cool. Every character flaw or trait is another brushstroke and they all have value. George's stories were always meant for everyone and as long as they remain being published, they will, they will be because the fans will never stop telling stories about how meeting him was magical. I'm sure George beheld us all frankly, but he always made you feel that your audience was the privileged one. If you spend enough time on any of George's books, you'll begin to feel naked against his ability to render emotions. When reading the comic, seeing the ink strokes, we instinctively know he had to have known what that feeling is like to take the time to make the strokes add up. Reading Perez is a good way to not feel alone. And, despite the fact that we are without him today on Free Comic Book Day and forever after, we will not be alone. I believe that's the way he would want us all to feel. And maybe that's why I feel, while looking at my collection today, it just does not have enough Perez represented in it. 